Hey guys, welcome to episode 21 at Heart Facts Fitness, brought to you by Rejuvenate HRT, uh, Team Amino Pure, and Amino-Pure.com. Uh, today, I wanted to start uh, today's episode, uh, even before we, we discuss a little bit about what the episode is going to be about. Um, I had I want to share a little bit of information with you. I had a fantastic weekend. Um, one of the best weekends I've had in a long time, actually. Uh, took a little bit of time away from the grind, the daily grind, the weekly grind, the monthly grind. Um, to spend some quality time uh, just having uh, a lot of discussions and chats with, with somebody that shares a lot of uh, same ideas and thoughts and values as I do. Um, and a sequence of events happened this weekend that actually kind of bummed me out a little bit, to be honest with you. And um, this person was there to tell me, you know, you're one of the most intricate, introvert, extroverted, and introverted person that I know at the same time and allowed me to shed some light as to how I'm going to resolve this matter. Um, and it, it actually, it was very refreshing because um, I am a person that takes emotion out of every, every, every decision that I make. And, uh, but a lot of times emotions gets the best of us, right? So this, this has nothing to do with, with our, our episode today, but I wanted to share a little bit of inspiration. Today in the morning, I woke up to a video that one of my, my closest friends sent me. Um, it's called One of the Greatest Speeches Ever by Les Brown. And it talks about uh, you have something that you were brought to this universe that you decide what your life deserves and your, what your development is that you do well. So I coupled that with the conversation that I had yesterday and I had that aha moment and that aha moment was um, this is what I'm going to do and these are the decisions that I'm going to make and the moral of the story is to make sure that as you're going through your journey and I want to take a little bit away from fitness maybe for this this during this inspiration moment here discuss whatever it is that you are going through in your life fitness, nutrition, supplementation, fitness goals, life, divorce, marriage, kids, whatever challenges that you're facing, make sure that you're always trying to look at the positive outcomes or the positivity of things, even though it may seem dim at a particular point in time. Make sure that you have a found solid foundation. Make sure that you decide what you want and what you deserve in life. And then you put a plan to execute it accordingly. Um, that is my weekend. That was what I encompassed during this weekend. And I am blessed uh, to have some of the best people in my life that are closest to me allow me. I think I'm thankful for that, for, for having them uh, share some, shed some light when I most needed it. And having the, that backbone, the people that are great for you and are there for you to, to give you a reality check of things that you need to analyze a little bit better are great. So put a plan together, uh, be positive. Uh, be, it's okay to be emotional, but it's okay to, to make very calculating decisions in life, whether it's your fitness journey or whatever you may be going through. Um, remember that um, you only live once and uh, make the best of it. Um, this episode is going to be on hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis, which I said has nothing to do with what I was wanted to say or shed a little bit of inspiration on. I just wanted to share something that I went through this weekend. Uh, I woke up at four in the morning today uh, to do some work and uh, I feel wonderful. I feel rejuvenated. Uh, shout out to Chris Neal over at, over at Rejuvenate HRT, by the way, my brother. 
uh, appreciate for everything you do. If you guys are having any hormone problems or any, or just want to talk about some issues you may be having, um, reach out to rejuvenatehrt.com. Uh, the, the staff out there are, are fantastic. So with that being said, today's episode, we have Meredith Pachi, uh, a resident uh, at uh, Harfax Fitness. Uh, we love having Meredith on. She's a wealth of information, one of the best to do functional medicine, uh, functional nutrition coaching, uh, Team Scooby Prep member. And uh, I think that you will definitely enjoy this episode. A lot of times you'll read the, the, the topic of discussion and you may say, hey, this doesn't apply to me, but listen to all the episodes and take a little bit of, of that information that you may gather from that, that infamous nugget I always talk about and see how it applies to you. And if not, maybe you learn something new. And this episode is Hypothalamic Pituitary Adrenal Axis. Welcome to episode 21. As always, thank you for your patronage. Thank you for listening to Harfax Fitness as we bridge, as we, our, our goal is to bridge the gap between health and fitness. With that being said, Mary the Pachi, episode 21. Hi guys, welcome to Hard Fast Fitness, episode 21, episode 21, uh, brought to you by AminoPure.com. I even forgot to say that. Hi, Sony, how are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm doing great for a Thursday. I keep thinking it's Friday today, but it is me Thursday. Too, dude, me too. My daughter's in like summer camp and it's the most inconvenient times. It, like pickup is kind of, I guess this is like if she were to be in regular school, it's like a warm up, but pickups right in the middle of the day. So it's like. As soon as I drop her off, by the time I get home and get like five emails in, I have to leave and go pick her up again. And it's just been it's life of a mommy. It does for a sure. Life of a mom. It, so like being a single mom is a blessing in so many ways because I get to have this really cool one-on-one -on -one relationship with her. And it has its challenges in other ways as well. But the cool thing is, is in like I like I sometimes I'm like I maybe I would have still been married had we had this thing where it's like we have a kid for a week and then I don't have a kid for a full week and I get to like live it up like a single person you know like, <laughs> not, like I'm in a relationship but like you know what I mean like I don't have kids for a full week I'm like god this feels so good you know and then I'm like why did I do why did I have a kid but then she smiles and my heart melts and of course craziness pure craziness so in, let's let's dive into this um this topic today and even before that i have no updates for team amino pure other than we're just kicking ass we're doing real well uh, we have about seven new products coming on over the next couple of weeks that we're currently beta testing now so it's going to be exciting to see how uh, Team Amino Pure and Amino Pure is growing and growing and growing and growing. And one of the things that we're seeing is uh, 
we're not only having repeat customers, but we see, we're having new customers, a lot of new customers. And that makes me happy because it makes me feel like a lot of them are listening to our podcast, our podcast, um, it be the number of downloads are growing. The number of views are growing every single week, every single month has been great. So it's, it's, we're heading in the right direction as we continue our, our journey of educating people about, uh, lifestyle, nutrition, supplementation. So it actually makes me very happy today. We have our special guest um, that is going to be talking about hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis. That's a mouthful. Uh, it, I think this is going to be more of an education um, topic of discussion. And I want to welcome Meredith Pachi again to Harfax Fitness. How are you, Meredith? I'm doing awesome. I'm really glad to be here again. I feel like family. Well, you are family. What are you talking about? Our exactly. family. Yeah. Oh, absolutely cool. So let's get this, get this party started. Thank you everyone for listening to us, by the way, uh, every week. Uh, I know I've mentioned it before. We're a little behind. We launched episode 16 and this is episode 21, but I promise we'll catch up. Uh, so people have been ask, asking a lot, sending messages. Hey, when are you guys releasing the next episode? We, we were caught up already. So uh, it's going to be episode 17 next week. And eventually we'll get to episode 21, which is hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis. So let's get this party started. Um, yeah. Ms. Pachi. Explain to our audience, talk to us a little bit about hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis, what it is and uh, the role that it plays in our bodies. Yeah, for sure. So when it comes to the HPA, I'll just kind of refer to that because it is a mouthful. We're essentially talking about our entire body systems and it's going to be a trifecta that I will focus on, but there is more to that. So the trifecta in what we'll speak of is going to be the brain into the adrenals, brain, thyroid, brain, gonads. So testes and ovaries. Um, and just understand that this is just how our body functions on the regular. Our brain talks to these organs. There's a feedback system that goes back to the brain and says, hey, we need more, we need less. And what can then happen is an adaptation. And that's where you often hear people you know, say things like, you know, my thyroid's broken, or, you know, I'm, I mean, it can look like a couple of things. Like if you have symptoms of, you know, menstrual cycle disturbances, we can relate that back to HPA access disturbance, sleep, mood, low energy, low immune function, gut dysbiosis. So like H. pylori, candida, um, liver and kidneys, huge part of this. Um, whether, you know, skin and hair, um, what, if you're losing hair, if you have hair that's coming in areas that you don't want it, um, even medications such as, you know, birth control, PEDS, um, AI abuse, you know, caffeine, stem abuse, all these things are going to be things that we might see if there is, you know, some sort of dysfunction at play. Um, when it comes to the thyroid, you know, specifically our brain, tells our, you know, hypothalamus goes to the pituitary. We produce TSH from the pituitary. That then talks to our thyroid to say, hey, produce T4, which is not, it's not entirely active. However, it is marginally active. Basically we can say it's inactive. And then that has to convert into active T3. And what we can see happen is, you know, with chronic stress is there can be a dysfunction there. So we might be able to see that with high cortisol that we're blocking the conversion of free T4 to T3. And so then we're going to have an imbalance. So why is that? You know, 
is it there's a problem with a thyroid? No, the thyroid's doing its job. It's doing its due diligence. The issue is what's going on with you, what's going on with life. Um, and then we have things where if we have issues with thyroid, we are going to see things like gut is are going to be um, affected. Liver health, kidney health is going to be affected because again, there is feedback loops. Um, knowing that inflammation, so just inflammation is going to affect, again, those conversions of thyroid hormone. Going into another part of the HPA, so when it comes to the brain and the adrenal glands, here again, big points, because this is where we have DEGA. Well, that's an androgen hormone, but also know that it can help trickle down into testosterone, into estrogen. So think about someone going into like say menopause or that andropause time, like peri. Well, we might start to see an adaptation occur where their gonad function is declining as it should. However, the adrenal glands might take over a little bit of help there if that is if the adrenal glands are not already say adapted and downregulated, and that's where we can see big issues going into you know perimenopause and andropause but again also during times of dieting we are going to see a huge adaptation there when it comes to uh, the adrenals and when it comes to gonad function with dieting because that is a stress on the body um, it is cortisol when we release cortisol we are going to release here again, adrenals, epinephrine. So we're going to have, it's going to affect your heart. It's going to affect your respiratory system. It's going to affect your kidneys, your liver, because if cortisol goes up, we're going to see aldosterone happen. So this is a huge, you know, a huge topic. And it really is related to so much wrong. Like when it comes to, and like, I know Sonia will get on this too, going all the way to the point of puberty when say you know hormones are just becoming active and they're essentially raging and then we get into this point of like say your 20s and 30s where we should be at a little bit of a homeostasis but then then we have this chronic stress and chronic dieting and then the next phase like that second puberty well then shit can go sideways again um when it comes down to like estrogen and progesterone specifically when we start to see high cortisol chronically, understanding cortisol is good. It is anti-inflammatory. It helps with our immune function. So it, it is a good yeah. thing. I think there's good, like, one thing to note too. And like, maybe you can explain for our listeners is like, like what, when, like, because cortisol is good. And I think that it's so easy, like with all these things out there that cortisol is bad, cortisol, bad, cortisol is bad. And actually cortisol is great in small amounts. Cortisol has so yeah. many functions in our body. It's when it cortisol becomes chronic. Can you explain the difference and kind of how that process works for our listeners? Because yeah, so, cortisol is beneficial. Yeah. So short term. And then, you know what, like, I'm going to caveat this by saying anything. So even estrogen in really in, you know, in with reason is good progesterone within reason anything in excess well then it's excessive and we are a society of excess however it's kind of like everything in life though i mean if you really right. if you really 100%. focus on things and and, and and going back to what everything that we've been talking about for over the last couple of months and, and mary you've been a part of this in various episodes already stress is the yeah. culprit of many, I don't want to say all evils, but how, you can easily correlate a lot of the issues that are happening in our bodies in our pituitary and HPA axis to stress. 
there's so many yeah. things. It's kind of like what comes what comes first, right? Everybody blames a, a, a particular issue, whether it's a thyroid or whatever it is. But what's the culprit? And we were just discussing that earlier today. It's like, what's the root cause of causing this chain effect? Go ahead and, and continue talking about yeah. what, 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 what um, Sonia was talking about. Yeah. So speaking of like cortisol, like it is a glucocorticosteroid. So we need to understand it is made from cholesterol. So I know Sonia is going to love this because we are like synced. Mm -hmm. um, cholesterol will then translate to pregnenolone. Pregnenolone makes cortisol. So is cholesterol bad? No. Pregnenolone is like the mother of all hormones yes. too. It's a big function in, in sex hormones, which is funny because everyone always talks about DHEA and they're always like missing the mark on like the bigger fuck in that situation. Yeah. hundred percent. So cholesterol, it's going to help us with, it's going to help us with our stress response. It's going to be protective. Anything, actually anything is protective here. It's going to be anti-inflammatory. So even think of like um, uh, a cortisone cream that is, that's exogenous steroids. You are using steroids. Congratulations. You know, as a cream. So that is going to suppress <laughs> your immune system to a degree. Again, cortisol, it helps blood sugar again, within reason. If we start to have big rises and drops, understand if it drops too much, cortisol is gonna show up to save our ass. It's going to help raise blood sugar, but hold on to this, hold on to this kids. It's gonna help raise blood sugar via protein, gluconeogenesis, liver and kidney, hashtag liver and kidney health. But just remember if it helps raise blood sugar, when we were producing cortisol, that is like Sonia mentioned in the acute. So when that becomes chronic, and blood sugar is chronically being raised, then we're going to get into, again, excessive, which is going to be insulin, you know, reducing insulin yes. sensitivity. That's yes. no good. Cortisol in, again, within reason is going to help us with our sleep-wake cycles. So it's going to be the inverse of melatonin. It's going to affect our mood. So again, going to cortisol and progesterone and then how it affects neurotransmitters, you know, like serotonin, which is our happy one. Um, it's going to be calming. However, with abundance of cortisol, we're going to have a lowering of progesterone, even estrogen, because our body, if someone runs into your, someone runs into the kitchen, you are making whatever you have spaghetti, we'll say, you're not going to say, hold on, I need to go have sex first, right? That is just not going to happen. I mean, you might, you might, I mean, depending who breaks in. No judgments, but it's not going to prioritize those things. Yeah. It's also going to affect your metabolism. When we say metabolism, what are we talking about kids? We're talking about the thyroid, you know? So again, if we're cortisol gets to be in abundance, we're going to have inflammation. And like I said earlier, that's where we're going to have a blocking or a desensitizing perhaps of those receptors. So you're going to see a rise in, maybe you're going to see a rise in cholesterol because it's trying to protect your brain. Right. We need cholesterol. So just getting rid of it from your diet because you think you have high cholesterol. Let's look at the bigger thing. Yes. Look at your diet. Yes. Look at inflammatory rancid fats, but look at why is your cholesterol you know, raised? Right. I doubt it's because you know, you have a cholesterol issue. I think it's probably you have a stress and you have an inflammatory issue. And we don't need to focus on cholesterol. We need to focus on why the hell it's raised. Yeah, it's amazing how many people miss the mark. Guys, insulin and cholesterol are inflammation markers inside of the body. 
Cholesterol and insulin are inflammation markers inside of the body. And dysregulation in blood sugar will very, 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 very much so create uh, inflammation inside of the body. That's why you'll see a lot of high insulin with high C-reactive protein levels or high homocysteine. Can you explain to us a little bit about the process when, when you brought up cholesterol too? Like as you're kind of going down this like chain of kind of like these pathways, okay? If we're talking, you know, the two or the hypothalamus is like, which is almost like guys, like if you need to visually see it, it's like right above your ears into the pituitary, which is right above your, if you put your tongue to the roof of your mouth and then your thyroid is like right there in your neck. And then your adrenals are kind of going down into your kidneys. So you can like see these pathways that she's talking about. And what happens when we have, you know, just a dysregulation altogether is that it's not just one thing that can get thrown off. And that's what she's saying. It's it's one, like, it's almost like, here's how I explain to clients too, is it's almost as if we have Amazon prime. Right. And, and again, I know you're in Canada, so it ain't the same for you. And sometimes it comes from the prime trucks. Sometimes it comes from USPS. Sometimes it comes from like another delivery service and an order is getting put into the hypothalamus, but like the HPA access, like there's a message that's being put in there. And it's kind of like, is it next day? Is it four day? Is it, did it get delivered to your neighbor's doorstep? Like where the fuck is that package going? Because that is the entire system of hormones, which are messengers inside of our body. So when there's a dysfunction in one, it trickles down to motherfucking everything in the body. And that's kind of the biggest thing is like, now can you like, like, how do you start pulling the thread to figure out where it's starting from? Explain that. Yeah. So one thing I want to say, um, you know, that I know that y'all will agree on is it is not, and we need to caveat everything we say here, your body in doing this is not broken. It's actually working how it's supposed to, because your body is trying to save your ass. It's trying to protect you. It doesn't know that you just got a shitty text message. It doesn't know that, you know, you almost hit a squirrel. It knows stress. It knows response. And so don't think that when we're saying everything's connected and that it's all happening simultaneously, that if something goes wrong or the messenger, you know, goes to, you know, USPS, it's not wrong to do that. It is responding how it should to do that. So when I work with clients to kind of unravel as we all we're using the onion scenario right um unravel the onion i really go after the biggest player which we have attacked is going to be stress and inflammation i want to know what is going on in their life what went on in their history i really go back to come forward because where we're seeing now today is i mean maybe it's not necessarily a representation of today it's a representation of what happened last week, seven months, six ago, you know, six months ago, a year ago. And that's, I mean, that is how our hormonal function goes. That's how hair growth goes. So we have to go backwards. I will say with all of these things, as I mentioned, nine chance out of 10, there is going to be inflammation. There is going to be probably some sort of gut, you know, dysbiosis going on or leaky gut or what have you. I want to control the, as you say, the big fucks first I very rarely go after hormones out of the gate. I very rarely ever do that because nine chances out of 10, I'm asking nine out of 10, if you can get inflammation and you can just do stress management practices, you might think I'm granola, I'll hug a damn tree. I don't 
care. But if you can just get stress management and I'm talking sleep schedules, even improving it by 30 minutes, you would be amazed again, like Sonia said, all of this is connected. Just doing those small little fucks that no one wants to do. Yep. Everybody wants to you know, grab the next supplement. You do those free things, things can change and show up. So a lot of my clients are like, oh, it's hormones and hormones. I'm like, yes, but let's talk about your gut first. Because if you're not detoxifying, you're going to be recirculating. Exactly. Yeah. You know, if we're not handling those things first. And then I say, listen, let's get these things. I mean, frankly, if you can't eat consistently, you can't drink drink water consistently, you can't go to bed. I am not going to be throwing all these other things at you, depending in context. If I have somebody that's like literally all shits all over the place, well then yeah, we're going to bring it in. And then I'm going to say, Hey, listen, you might be in a position where I'm sorry, but I can throw all the betaine at you that I, you know, you want. It's not going to solve it. We need to go in girlfriend, boyfriend, and we need to go into the nitty gritty. You got dysbiosis. You might have some SIBO. We're either going to fix it right. And you're going to invest in it the right way. And then then, and then once we start getting things happening, the gut happy, digestion happening, that's where all this shit, you know, it's, yeah, it's it builds up. Then you would be surprised. Get labs again, hormones start to come online. They might just need a little love tap. Yeah. There's, and here's the thing. We talk a lot about HRT on here because as a lot of people know, like we're big proponents of HRT, but there's a fucking time and a place. I think now that HRT is becoming bigger and bigger, everyone's like, the reason I'm not losing weight is my hormones. Everything is just like my hormones, my hormones, my hormones. And here's the deal. That might be where you're at now, but that ain't the reason you're in the position that you're in. Your lifestyle- yeah. Go ahead. I, okay. I thought you were saying your lifestyle, like you're here, like you're in, you're at the end of this like road, but it's your lifestyle choices, your dietary choices, your, uh, your, your inability to pay attention to these cues in the beginning, like lowering stress, being addicted to a busy lifestyle, like lack of boundaries, lack of sleep. Like again, the hippie shit, those things are the reasons why you're in the position now. So do not think that you're going to take an injection of one thing or a patch of another thing. And you're going to backstep the 15 miles that you've driven on a flat tire and a rim. And you're just going to have a brand new system again. Your axle might be fucked and you need to go in there and you need to work on your detoxification pathways, lowering stress, getting sleep. And like she was explaining this entire thing, right? Your adrenals, it's all a glucose. Like we talk about glucose being like sugar and stuff like that. It's all related to a sugar balancing system inside of your entire body. So when you're still getting up, drinking your coffee, you're going to work, riding on high stress, then you're having a croissant five hours later, you are causing these hormonal imbalances. You didn't just wake up genetically fucked. You literally have caused these and taking yeah. one pill or oil injection will not backstep you into undoing what yeah. you've done. You have to change everything. Yep. And interesting on that is like for men. So one way to get a move, if you want a set of moves, then have a guy who is completely inflamed, stressed the hell out, insulin sensitivity left two miles ago. You start him on testosterone because he has low test. You literally instant move, man. You now need to go back, go buy like a double D. Because that is what's going to happen. High stress, poor blood sugar regulation, who's going all day without eating and put him on TRT, yeah. he will be a movie. He'll I be think, a movie. Yes. I think Congratulations. The, I, think the big, I think the biggest issue, and we, uh, we actually 
talked about this earlier today with um, with uh, Meredith. Um, everything has its place. Everything is a cycle, right? Um, there's times, and, and we talked to, earlier today about this. HRT is a tool. It's a tool in the toolbox. And the difference between what Rejuvenate and what Meredith and what Sonia does is a little different because we talked about it earlier. Think of a, I love that whole analogy of the onion. Let's peel the onion, right? And sometimes things start to fall into place. A lot of things that we, that I talk about in terms of what Western medicine does is I don't think they go back enough to find out what the culprit of your main issue is. I feel like this, like this, like this, like this. Oh, it sounds like depression. Let's give you a depression medication. Well, let's go backwards and find out what, what really is going on with you. What actually went on last year? What's going on in your life right now? You know, what level, what are your stress markers? Do they even take cortisol AM in your blood work to find out where you in stress, right? So they don't take any of that in consideration, but it's like peeling an onion. And I was talking to Meredith about this. I said, look, there's certain things that functional medicine can fix your gut, right? Your core, your stress, oxidative stress, all of these markers can be fixed, but that gets to a point that you can only do so much naturally, and at that yeah. point, you got to make a decision. Am I feeling okay with all these digestion issues fixed and everything else is, is, is kicking in? Am I okay? Is there better? Can I improve even better? Because uh, we see it all the time, even, even in men, that they have all, the, all of these particular issues, SIBO, leaky gut, digestion issues, whatever it is, cortisol levels, adrenal fatigue, whatever it is, it's fixed. And they get to a certain level, you do their blood work and they're 40, year old, they're 40 years old and they're reading 500 on their test levels. Well, that's as good as you're going to be naturally. Yeah. At that point, yeah. you got to make a decision. Okay, do I want to go the HRT route or am I okay at 500, right? But yeah. you are, now you're, you took care of everything else and everything else is kicking in the way that it should be. Now, if you have a low testosterone of 300, you go the functional medicine route or functional nutritionist route and everything gets fixed, you're going to see some markers elevate, but there's only so much you can ask out of a 40-year-old male. Right. It's kind of like a 50 year old male that says I'm natural and my testosterone levels 2000. Well, you're an yeah. anomaly because that's not normal. Right. <laughs> Either that or you're not natural. One or the other. I mean, his blood now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's that's a component that we're trying to actually break at this particular point in time. It's there's different tools in the toolbox that you need to know when to use those. You need to have the understanding that from a functional medicine, from a coaching style, the way that, that Meredith or Sonia coach is they don't have a magic wand that are going to, they, they're going to fix your issues, but don't expect them to bring your testosterone levels to a thousand or tell you, Hey, go on testosterone. Is that's going to fix everything? It's not the, 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 the number one tool in the toolbox. You need to peel that onion and get down to the root of things and get you yeah. into a homeostasis place where your body is functioning the way that it's supposed to be functioning before you turbocharge that car. Yeah, it can really make it worse. It can make it so worse if you don't have those, like you said, if you haven't peeled it back, you know, well, like I said, like it's one surefire way to give a man moves is if he doesn't have his stuff in check, he is a stressed out mess. Insulin, you know, sensitivity is off. He has low, he has low testosterone. So his estrogen is what? It's, he's going to be estrogen dominant nine chance out of 10. He's gonna have inflammation. Put testosterone on top of that. Just again, we're not about the band-aid approach. Right. Like, again, right. peel it back. Yep. Yep. Fix your shit. Change your lifestyle. I'm not saying let okay, let's say this. No one here, none of us are about 
change your shit and fix it for 10 to 12 weeks. We are not talking about do 10 to 12 weeks and resort back to your old methods. We are talking, we literally mean life style, (laughs) literally life, like life. Like yep. you were changing for life. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, you, you, you hit it because I think a lot of it, a lot of people said like, well, I fixed my gut. I fixed this, I fixed that. Now what? What do you mean now what? Yeah. You, you optimize that. You, op- you turbocharge. We had that whole Honda Ferrari analogy in the morning, yeah, right? Yeah. It's like, okay, I want to be a Ferrari now. Okay, let's get you to that point. I can get it. I can get you to that point with herbs. You can, we, we yeah. can do, we can do HRT. It's going to make you feel like a million bucks, right? Yeah. But. What's going to happen, and, and I know Rejuvenate does this, like we, we, we champion lifestyle because it's not just about getting an injection of testosterone and, okay, I feel great. How are you eating, brother or sister? Yeah. How are you sleeping? Are you eating according? Are you not only eating according? Are you supplementing? Are you getting all your vitamins in? Are you getting yeah. sleep? And I'm, I should not even be talking about sleep because I haven't, I haven't been sleeping a whole lot lately. That's a reality thing. But I understand. Mary is like, Ron, you need to sleep. I'm like, I am so blessed to have some of you guys on and on text message, on podcast, because you, I, you guys hold me accountable. And sometimes we need that. So you need a significant other to support your journey and you support yeah. their journey in return, yeah. right? Your, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, I know Sonia, Sonia, Sonia and, and her boyfriend, they're, they're, they're feeding off one another. And that's the, the reason for our podcast. That's the reason for rejuvenate. That's the reason for having the fine coaches on, amazing coaches on, is for you to understand the listener, to really understand it's not one thing, guys. It's everything, it's your supplementation, is your food, is your, you know, then you start worrying about, okay, well, maybe I should be eating out of different Tupperware. Maybe I shouldn't be eating out of plastic. But right. if you can't get all the other things aligned, like protein feeding, like Sonia brings up all the time, uh, your water intake, your sleep, why the fuck are you worrying about Tupperware if you can't even worry, you can't even get your right meals on, on time for that, for that matter? Exactly. Right? I think exactly. another thing to realize is like, at like, what is it worth to you? Okay. Like, and, and what I mean by that is like, it's an investment, right? And it's like, a lot of times I hear clients and they're like, I know, but I just want to enjoy a meal and like drink the wine. And it's like, okay, let's take where you're at right now, because you came to me and you paid a good amount of money. You're bloated. You're tired. You're chronically fatigued. You're stressed all the time. And you have zero sex drive. Do you think if things don't change, you're going to get better or worse in the next six months to a year? Yeah, that's the reality. And it's like, you've drinking the wine, you've eaten out. Yeah, it's It's not not working for you. It's not working for you. And the thing is, is it's like, maybe those are your only stress relievers right now, because you're so chronically stressed over here, that the only thing you can do is spike blood sugar and drink a little bit to kind of make you feel relaxed. What if you just didn't feel chronically stressed? And it's like, I like to have a good time by all means. There's a difference between using these, using food and alcohol as a thing to kind of like numb the pain or, or like deal with stress versus identifying the stressors in the first place and then creating new lifestyles to where that stress is like outside of your bubble. You're unfuckwithable. Those are yeah. the things that take the most time. So it means every single day we're exercising that new lifestyle, that new habit muscle to create a secondary response. Nobody says, and nobody's telling you that you can't enjoy a glass of wine. Right. No. It's, 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 it's that whole mentality. And, and 
I kind of get really like upset when I talk about this because I've been a culprit of this early, earlier on. It's like, it's not all or nothing, guys. It's not all or nothing. It, it's, it's one thing. It, it, it can be, hey, you know what? I'm going to have a glass of wine a week and enjoy a meal with my significant other a week or maybe twice this week. It's about, think about it this way. If you do that once a week or maybe twice a week over the span of a year, you're going to be more, you're going to be healthier more than unhealthier because you're eating the right meals. You're supplementing with the right supplements. You're supplementing with the right vitamins. You're getting all your nutrients in more times than not. Yeah. When, you start, when you start dialing in, in, in a long period of time, right? Look at the amount of, of time that you're actually spending working out, being healthier, eating better, sleeping better. And those are all the things that we talk about. It's not, yeah. I'm, I, it's not like you're doing a prep for God's sakes. You know, it's like, well, you're committing for 16 weeks of total brutality. It's not. Yeah. I think that like, I do want to say this and I know we, we were doing this and we will get back on it. People is there is context to everything that we're saying. And it does depend because there could be a time. Cause I want our listeners to know this. There could be a time when you have that it, it is a, not appropriate for right. you to continue in quote, what I like to say moderation where you have surpassed and I don't want to say having the right, but you have surpassed the ability to be able to handle moderation for where your body is currently at. Yeah. And that sucks. There are just two ways about it. It sucks. It is hard. And some clients, when they pull back and do the things that we need to do to get things back online, number one, that may take a hell of a lot longer than you may think than Instagram gets across. It is not always eight to 10 weeks, depending on where you are because of this HPA access, it could take you six months to a year. year. If you have candida, if you have candida, number one, we know that, you know, adrenals are involved. We know other things are involved. If we have candida, just a bad case of candida alone can take six months depending, you know, if you have down-regulated adrenal function, so say your less cortisol is being produced at this time because your body has adapted, it may take you six months to a year to have just reached an okay place. If you have had, if you have secondary hypothalamic amenorrhea, again, it may take you, oh fuck, it could take you a couple of years to get that back, understanding that what if thyroid's involved? What if, um, you know, gallbladder function, the liver is involved? All these things are going to be layers of that onion. And it's not as simple as going peel, 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 peel. And we're down to, you know, the single. Sometimes it's peel and we need to wait because understanding that if there's anything going on, your body is going to be working hard. You may not feel like you're working hard because you're not hitting, you know, your step hound, you're not sweating bullets, but internally your body is going to work so hard to come back online, to reverse that adaptation. So understand there really could be a time where we have lost the ability to have moderation and we may need to mm-hmm. practice more restraint mm-hmm. than you may be prepared for 
I don't know if you guys have read the Dr. Wilson's, um, Dr. Wilson was um, one of the pioneers of adrenal fatigue and, and, and cortisol and whatnot. Yeah. Right? You probably read his studies. You probably have a book in my, <laughs> do you have the book? Yay. I actually, I actually have, I read part of that book, not the whole thing, but I, I started yeah. that book. Um, I'm a big fan of Dr. Wilson because he talks about in, in some of his articles that he's actually written that in some cases of, of heavy adrenal fatigue, sometimes it doesn't come back guys. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes yeah. it doesn't come back. You've done so much damage to your body and your body says, fuck you. I'm done. Pardon my French. Right. I'm done. You to a good place, a better place. Yes. And that's the goal. Is the goal is, and it takes years. He talks about some, some, in some cases he's actually yeah. worked with, and we're talking about a, a doctor that is like, this is what he specializes in. And he, yeah. he talks about, you're going to have to be patient and understand that it may take a year, depending on what level of, of degradation in your adrenals you've actually been exposed to or you've actually created for yourself. It could take, he's talking about cases that's taken two years to actually get them back to normality. Can you imagine? So don't, yeah. don't get caught up. And we talk about the social media frenzy. Don't get caught up but what, by what everything you hear or see in social media that people are trying to, trying to sell you into, onto a quick fix. It didn't take you six weeks to damage your adrenals i mean you've been pounding away at them and they're basically taxed and said i'm gonna shut down because you're 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 you you're destroying me yeah yeah so i'm not gonna turn i'm, I'm gonna go to sleep now and it's yeah. it, and that's where everything and the body is such a machine it, it's everything's correlated so let's talk a little bit about and this is what i wanted to talk about uh correlate your gut to the HPA axis and how did, how did that, how did, what's the communication between those? I mean, I'm assuming this is huge, right? But go ahead yeah. and, and share with us. I mean, we can talk about as far as like, you know, there's that vagal nerve connection, but as far as HPA specifically, I'm going to say the thyroid is a huge player there because when we have a, it's kind of a chicken versus an egg. Right. What happens first here is it that we have chronic stress. And so then we have a potential leaky gut scenario that turns into perhaps an adapted autoimmune disease because of the leaky gut, because of the stress, or is it because of we've downregulated the thyroid that has slowed digestion. We now have things fermenting. Now we have leaky gut situation. Now we have an autoimmune. So it's really hard to say chicken or the egg, but I will say nine chances out of 10, we are going to have some sort of gut play in there. Understanding that a lot of times, like that is where a lot of our neurotransmitters happen. That's a lot where conversion happens. Um, it, that microbiome is going to affect the microbiome of your skin, of your mouth. Um, so it really is all interconnected. Like so, so frustratingly so, but really so beautifully so. And that's why, even going into, you know, even with hormones, you know, if we have high stress and say androsterone uh, upregulates, which would potentially put, push someone towards the five alpha pathway. So think about, you know, hair growth, acne, you know, things like that. Okay, well, that also is going to affect potentially insulin sensitivity, so inflammation. So again, we're gonna have a gut situation there we might start to have some bloating, slow digestion. Um, so as with everything, like it is, it has, there is a correlation there. It just depends And you. And you will sometimes never find out which came first. You know, was it the chicken or the egg? Like we, sometimes we just don't know. 
but we just do the best we can at breaking those situations down. You know how you said, kind of like what you just mentioned right now, sometimes we don't know what came first. And I think I wonder sometimes if it actually, it doesn't matter because I don't think that matters to the point where why stress over what came first when you know the issue? Would you say that in your practice and what you do, Meredith, do you automatically just treat the gut? I mean, the first step is like, you know what? Let's 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 treat the gut because that's what I would do. I was what I would do. I was like, yeah. you know what? I don't really care whether this costs this or this because everything's so interconnected. Why don't we just automatically heal the gut first or optimize yeah. the gut? And then we start peeling that onion back and going into different different areas. Yeah. And even with healing the gut, understanding that that could literally be small things such as I generally start with changing food. I generally, I like to start with getting consistent with meals, getting consistent with meal timing. I like basic recommendations across the board as a start is we're going to remove dairy. We're going to remove gluten. Because again, as I have explained, you may not have a gluten intolerance or quote, you know, celiac or, you know, any of these things, you might not have these Mm -hmm. autoimmune conditions. However, they can be a I'm going to say a trigger, they can be hard on the gut. And so I like to pull out possibilities, simplify things, and then kind of sit back and say, Hey, where do we need to go? It might just be changing foods, changing quality of foods, pulling out some of the shit. And it has actually been mentioned to me. Someone said, you know, it's too strict to pull out food groups. And I'm like, pulling out dairy and gluten and asking you not to drink wine and have pizza is not pulling out a food group. I'm literally saying have all food groups. Let's just make them actual food groups. I'm sorry. Nutella is not a food group. Like it's just not. So yeah, I'm going to ask you to pull out the shit. So doing that and maybe depending on, again, everyone depends on the person where they're at. I might say, Hey, let's get some betaine in there. I may not. I might say, hey, let's do some digestive enzymes. Nine chance out of 10, I'm not throwing probiotics in. I'm not throwing anything in. I'm going to nine out of 10. There's the 10 where I will. Um, but nine out of 10, I'm going to say, hey, let's just change some things. Let's get you know a consistency happening. And all of a sudden someone's like, oh, you know, I used to be the gas monster. I never have gas. And I'm like, oh, looky there. We don't, you know, you don't have SIBO. We just needed to kick the Walden Farms. I think that's like one of the biggest things that I go through with clients is like before, because I think now in this stage and age, like people want like to sign up and to see this protocol that's like five pages of how they're going to heal. And now I, there's a time and a place. I do start most of my clients that are functional all with the leak. Everyone's getting a leaky gut cocktail. Everyone's yeah. getting food guide and- why, why not though why why not i mean think about it this way just backing big piggybacking what you yeah. just said uh, sonia why wouldn't you want to have a reinforced lining yeah everybody can, everybody can benefit exactly. and if we go to so many functions it's like everyone's going to be working on like most people could deal you come in with better less inflammation inside of the bowels better detoxification pathways, meaning excreting through both drinking more water and pooping regularly and reducing the the inflammation inside of the body. So like everyone's kind of getting that if they're, if they're having any sort of like GI issues. But the thing is, is sometimes we just have to look at what consistency does 
for people. Yeah. And I think it's not the sexiest thing because some people don't fucking have SIBO. It's like you said, they're eating <laughs> monk fruit on everything. And yeah. then they're eating these high inflammatory foods or they're eating foods that you, they have an allergy to because they've always drinking dairy. Like I just went through this with a client. She's had all these issues with going to the bathroom. And, um, and when, when we did her intake, she's like, oh no, I go to the bathroom regularly. And then she's like, now she's, she's bloated all the time. We're three months in. And I keep telling her, we have to pull out dairy. And she's like, it's not dairy. It's the berberine. Cause she's, we're dealing with blood sugar. We're we're working on blood sugar issues. She's got basically (laughs) type two diabetes. And we're kind of working on, I'm not working on curing her. I'm not a medical doctor. We're just working on making sure she's more optimal. So we're using berberine in a product that I'm using with her. And she's like, it's the berberine's making me super bloated. And I'm like, now while, cause again, she Googled it. (laughs) Yeah. And, and I explained to her that sometimes berberine can actually make people more bloated for a short period of time because it's killing off. It's an antimicrobial. And when those big, thick, you know, like nasty guys start dying off, they create inflammation and create gassiness. It's not that berberine is actually doing that. And I was like, let's just try to pull out dairy. She didn't want to do it. I've been drinking dairy my whole life. I've been doing this. I'm like, let's just listen. Let's just do it. You know what I mean? She's 62 years old. Like she's stuck in her own ways. She pulled out dairy. She's like, it's really weird. I haven't been bloated all week. Amazing. So she gave it a test. She drank milk. She was drinking three or four glasses of milk a day to help get in her protein. And get in her protein. Get in her, like this is, this is, remember like this is, this yeah. is what most people think. Calcium, osteoporosis. She's getting older. She needs to protect her bones. She needs to drink more milk. This is what her yeah. doctor told her to help get more protein. So we ended up yeah. pulling dairy. She feels much better. She drank a cup of milk. She's like, I felt instantly bloated within 30 minutes. I was like, this is what happens. We don't get to choose when our body changes and says, I don't want that shit in me anymore. But when it does say that, you need to listen to it. Do don't that. just be yeah. like, I've always eaten garlic. So I'm going to keep eating garlic. No, dude. Like pull the fucking food out. You know what I mean? That is, I want to, I want to nail on that. Like that is okay guys oh man y'all need to okay rewind this episode start taking all the notes another big point here we change i know it's a shocker i was about to say that like like i again in any any facet you change you could have been able to i you know i can drink all what i want i never gained weight well guess what you're different now i'm sorry but we have you've evolved we should evolve even with if you are to the point where you are on hrt or you are on you know even your thyroid medication or whatever that may change that's why it's important yeah i made a post the other day and i really mean it life takes effort guys it takes effort it doesn't mean to be a stressful effort it's just as soon as we can embrace, hey, you know what? I'm going to evolve daily and take it on as that, as opposed to I'm going to resist changing. At, because guess what? You're going to change no matter whether you want to resist it or not. And you can either lean into that and help evolve and grow and say, okay, well, maybe I can't have dairy now. You know, maybe we can do this other thing. Hey, that's okay. You know what? I will save that for whatever holiday or something and i'll have dairy i'll regret it the next day you know i will move on i just can't have it on a daily basis but there's nothing wrong with evolving like it can be really cool and there's way more cool things out there it just comes back to your perception and again this goes to the stress it's not that 
you know, I'm going to say this, like, if you're, if we have to go home and we have to have this thing, you know, that glass of wine every night to quote de-stress, I might just create the thought process of, I don't know that that's actually you dealing with your stress as opposed to trying to, you know, dampen it or erase it. And sometimes I think that that's where the hard work is. I know for my clients, I'm really big on really being open to how they feel and lean into that because I tell them it's a lot harder to go to that place that may be a bit scary, maybe really sad, but sometimes that's the place we really need to go to actually be able to deal and manage our stress as opposed to just tacking it on or shoving it in our pocket and say, we're dealing with it. I'm going to say, are we really dealing with it? You know, or are we just masking it or are we just pushing it to the side? And that's where it builds up. And that's where we start to see our clients coming in with these, this history for years. You know, I had a client who had his gut dysbiosis horrible for years, like over 20. And they told her that this is your new normal famous last words, right? Mm. This is your new normal. You know, we got lab work. She actually had a adrenal P, adrenal driven PCOS, which, okay, we already talked about this on the podcast today, blood sugar, high androgens, gut dysbiosis, all correlated. So where did we start? We started with her gut. We started with stress management because stress drives insulin drives PCOS drives inflammation. So, yeah, I, I think that we're, where we missed the boat as, as a population. Now I'm not going to say just the U S I'm going to say Canada is our inability to understand the fact that we're aging. And as we Mm -hmm. age, we need to embrace number one, embrace it. Now, what I mean with embracing, I'm not saying live with it. I'm saying embrace it and make those changes necessary to adapt to the new you. It's kind of like the Al Bundy syndrome, right? I don't know if you can get married with children when he's like 50 living his era when he was 18, he threw for five touchdowns. It's like, that's not you anymore, brother. I'm not, I'm, I'm 43. I'm embracing my, my capacity, my capabilities of what I can do at my age now. And I'm trying to optimize what I can do at my age. Now, am I the same person I was at 18? Absolutely not. Can I eat the way that I could eat when I was 18? Absolutely not. So I'm, taking a cognizant effort to make changes in my life because my stress level is not the same as it was when I was 18. Right? <laughs> it's not. I, I talked I talk to so many people. I was like, man, it was much easier when I was younger. You yeah. know, life was much easier. But guess what? That's what we signed up for. We're adults now. We have to make adult yeah. decisions. Stresses that come into the body. Age comes into the body. I had somebody at the gym the other day tell me, he's like, man, I'm 40 and like everything's a struggle now. Well, understand that because you're listening to this podcast today, there's answers to those questions of how to biohack your life and make it yes. better. But you will not be 18 anymore, guys. Yeah, it takes, work. Like you said, it takes work, though, to do those biohacks. And that is what it's about. It's not about, you know, just trying to stay stagnant, you know, where we are. It is OK to evolve and change you know, don't add that to your stress load, you know, freaking out because we can't have this or we can't have that. What can you have? What can we do? That's what should matter. You know, I want to be the best 43 year old 
in my age, at my age, I want to be optimal. I'm not, I don't want to be 18 because I probably won't be, but I want to be 43. I want to be the best. I want to be healthiest, the healthiest I can be at that age because I'm thinking long-term. I'm thinking longevity. We've talked about longevity. Guys, listen to what we're saying. Play the longevity game. Don't be, don't, and we talked earlier about this. We had a case here locally of a bodybuilder that's 34, has two kids. He's in a coma for pet PED abuse. Don't be that person. God help, I hope he comes out of it. I hope because I don't wish that on anybody, but utilize experiences and things that we're listening and we're talking to on a daily basis. Utilize that to say, hey, there's better solutions out there. There's ways to improve my stress conditions. There's ways to improve my gut. There's ways that I can actually enjoy my life moving forward into the 50s, into the 60s. And God help me if I'm 70 and I can still work out. That's my life. Isn't that what it's all about? It's not yeah. about the immediate gratification. It's about how long can I do this for and do it happily? Yeah. That's what and it boils down to. Yeah, 100%. And I think that's where it comes into when we're coming and working with these H- HPA access adaptations is if you have to climb this huge mountain to get out of the hole and you just arrive out of that hole, we can't just turn back around and go back doing the same things that caused us to be in the situation that we're in. And again, what does that mean? It means that we're going to have to change some things because what we were doing before, it wasn't working. That is why we're in the situation that we are. So I don't care how you want to spin it. There is going to have to be a major lifestyle change to, again, improve these things. You want to improve your thyroid gland. Okay, well, great. We have to start talking about stress management. We have to start talking about boundaries. We start to talk about your nutrition. It, it all matters, but no matter how you spin it, it means you're going to have to evolve. And biohack is part of that. Talk to us a little bit about, um, I know you talked about the thyroid and it all correlates to stress. What else does, does, does that correlate to other than stress? Let's take stress out of it. If, have you ever seen anybody having some issues on the, with HPA that has a normalized cortisol level? Or is it almost impossible? No, 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 no. Um, see, this is the thing with the HPA is it doesn't have to be, it doesn't necessarily have to be that the adrenal has adapted in some capacity. They might be, again, understanding that DHEA is a bit of a resiliency hormone. They could have, you know, on lab work and, you know, either with their biofeedback, we could not see quote, a change in cortisol, but there is an HPA adaptation. If we do see, for example, anything, you know, with a menstrual cycle disturbance, um, again, that could be so many things, but that could be part of that HPA. If we see a thyroid dysfunction, that's part of that HPA. So it's, it's one of those things where again, chicken or the egg, it doesn't necessarily have to be an adrenal driven dysfunction, but there is going to be a feedback system depending on how long we stay. So if it is just thyroid, well, great, congratulations. It is just thyroid that we're seeing, but I'm going to tell you now, again, if your thyroid has down-regulated, you will see that in your gut. You will see that with motility issues. And again, we are going to just start to start seeing that with weight gain distribution. So again, weight gain, insulin, we're going to start seeing changes in, you know, perhaps aromatization because now we have more fat, like no matter how you cut the cookie, eventually everything feeds back to each other. So you're lucky 
You're lucky. You just see it in one area, but again, with a thyroid. So start thinking with a thyroid with, when we have, you know, uh, issue there, we're going to start having issues with estrogen detoxification. Well, congratulations. Now it became a gonad issue. We're going to see liver stress. So we're going to see thyroid binding globulin go up. We'll also think, hold up liver thyroid binding. What else? We're going to see sex binding go up. So it is literally only a matter of time. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a curveball. One of those things that just evolves and everything starts to, since everything's connected, it's one thing after another. So I think the longer, the longer period of time that you wait to address certain issues, the worse it gets. Yeah. So learn exactly. to identify your body, where are you at? And, and if you have symptoms of something, do some research, get on it, get, on it. get, get the fuck on it. Because the longer you wait, the harder it is to get out of it. It's kind of like, let's talk about athletes that are going through through prep or even athletes that are pushing the limits, right? Their boundaries. When they're doing an hour cardio and they're taking tons of stimulants and they're doing all these things, the downregulation of certain enzymes and certain hormones are going to be huge. So the more you push, the and the longer, and, and we see this in competitors and we talked about that as well. I think the worst thing is for competitors and I, and I see it now. I know, I know friends of mine or people that I know that are doing four to five shows, four to five peak weeks a year. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about ramifications yeah. of something like that. Let's, so let's take it to the competitive side now. So yeah. what are the ramifications from a hormonal? I mean, we know, we, we know what it is, but let's, let's, let's dive into, into that aspect. What, what do you see the ramifications of doing three to four peak weeks? You can, and some, and some people say, well, I don't feel like this or like that. It's like a lot of times it's because you're adapted already. It's kind of like people's like, yeah. well, 40 micrograms of clen doesn't do anything for me. Well, guess why? You know, yeah. you, you're already adapted to that, but internally, like, go ahead and hold this glass. And they're like this, yeah, right? Exactly. I, I don't feel anything. Like, yeah, I'm, okay, I'm okay. normal, but yeah, you're like, you're shaking like a tweaker. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So talk to us about from the athletic performance side. Yeah. So, multiple peak weeks and stuff think, so understand like when we, when we diet down, we are going to, again, we're going to adapt with that thyroid gland. So this comes into when you adapt your metabolism adapts. So there's nothing wrong with it, but you are going to now have to eat less output more. So continues the continuum. And with that, as we discussed with the HPA is we are going to also see perhaps cortisol rising because it, there is stress involved. We will see an adaptation when it comes to sex hormones and no just taking exogenous progesterone, like on top of, you know, heavily dieting is not going to fix anything. Essentially, you're still having the issue. You are still down-regulated. And this is where I do see a lot of clients. I know Sonia, you do a lot of clients come in and they, you know, their hair's falling out. Um, you know, <laughs> they're not sleeping well. And again, it's all connected, but having that talk with them and saying, Hey, listen, we can't keep pushing output. We need to reverse or recovery diet you yeah. and get things back online. And that is going to mean putting on some body fat. Like there's just no two ways about it. Can we mitigate that? And should we, do we want to have like an obese situation? Well, God knows. I mean, that would not be healthy. However, it's going to take you coming out of the diet for us to improve things. I mean, again, we're going to have that gut dysfunction. A lot of people stop pooping every day. So as you're getting, you know, into that, you know, stage ready, we're supposed to be at our healthiest. Well, you know, maybe not, you know, 
it depends on how you're prepping, but bottom line, when you're getting, you know, down to that last peak week, you are not at your quote healthiest. No. Yeah. And I it, think that's been debunked already. I, I yeah, think like, I hope, well, I don't know, Sonia, I think that you, you and I both can say, I, I guess it hasn't been debunked because we're still yeah. seeing the clients. <laughs> and the thing is, is like, I try to explain to people like the, the triangle of awareness, like if you have health at the top and then you have um, the best, sh- like physically looking that you've ever been. And then the strongest you've ever been. <laughs> Unfortunately, those are all different points inside of a triangle. And the closer you get to one, the further you are from another. So unfortunately, a lot of times what we have to give up is strength and shreds to work on health. But once we have health dialed in, normally we can come back to the center of that triangle and we're a little bit more optimal because what happens is the more that we focus on those shreds or just those strength gains or going all the time or anything like that, we're, we're like depleting that triangle. Think about like the top of the triangle and everything's going down. Well, it's like the better we, the more we focus on one specific area at a time, the better it can be. There's no needing to go into a bodybuilding and saying, we're going into a prep. Our goal is to get you stage lean, but also the minute your hormones change, we've got to move food up. Like, nope, that ain't the goal right now. Like let's fix them when we're done. And that's why it's like working with a coach. No coach is going to, if a coach ever guarantees you that you're going to come out of prep with normal hormone dysfunction, your coach is a fucking damn liar. Skip them. Yeah. If your coach says you're probably going to be a little bit fucked up, but the quicker we get you in, the quicker we get you out, the better off you're going to be. That's a good coach right there because no one can promise that being that lean, you're not going to have dysfunction. Even I have clients that are not competing that are just like, I want to be really lean. And I'm like, we can get there. We'll stay there for a couple months while you can do some photo shoots and hot girl summer shit. We got to walk out of that because the more that we're there, the more you're going to start seeing things like hair loss, irregular periods, more stress. You're tired all the time. And normally what, like, you know, I have a client that's been with me for three years or two and a half years now. And what she's told me, it's like, she's kind of realized it's like, she's been super lean with me before, but she doesn't like, it didn't, it wasn't worth it. She wasn't feeling as good as she feels now being maybe 10 pounds heavier, but still actually she's still pretty lean, but she's less, she's 10 pounds over her, the leanest she ever wanted to be. She didn't even like being there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The biggest issue also is like uh, me personally, like I hate the fact that as you're leaning out and some people, some coaches will tell you, you can maintain strength. I have yet from at least myself and I, 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 it just doesn't happen. Like my strength is the first thing to go and I can only keep it for so long. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, yeah, I look better, but those 60 pound dumbbells feel like 120. Right. And then you start getting more food in you. Your, your body starts to feel a little bit better and you, you, you're throwing a one twenties up like nothing. Right. And you're like, wow, that's amazing. So what are you willing to sacrifice to look that way? Are you willing to sacrifice fatigue? Are you, because you are going to be tired. You are going to have moments where you're like, you know, I do. And I'm, I'm not that's a goal. Like that's the goal. You have to do that right there. That's like the you goal. signed up for that. Um, one thing I shall ask, and I'm pretty sure I know the answer to, but I also find that I have a lot of clients that come in and they assume that dieting is easy. Meaning <laughs> that it doesn't, re- I, oh, oh, wait, I'd like to hear that again. Was that their laugh response? I think um, everybody left, right? Yeah. So I'll have clients come in and say they are in a, the, it's the rare, rare time that they are actually eating in a surplus yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yes. And so they are in a great position to actually diet. But I also come into that scenario where they're like, well, I don't, you know, you're pulling calories. I'm like, 
well, yeah, you want to diet. So we're going to have to reduce food or and balance out output. We can't diet on 2,500 calories. Like that is your maintenance. It's funny because I think the 90% of people that actually reach out uh, to Team Amino Pure, and I'm sure to Sonia and you, the first thing is like, they don't say, I want to coach because I want to put on a couple of pounds of fat, right? Right. They always are going to tell you, I want to lean out. Well, okay, let's start with building your calories back up because you're a 190 pound or 200 pound male and you're eating 1400 calories. Yeah, but I'm wanting to lean out. Brother, you're not there right now. There's only so much lower that you can get for 1400 calories. You're 190 pounds. You've adapted. You're down there. We got to get that back up. And and there's and there are coaches, and I know we're we're deviating from HPA and whatnot. Sorry, guys. But but no, this is you know what we keep it raw here, guys. And I'm sure my my, our audience is going to really appreciate this. There's times that you just have to be upfront with people and tell them, hey, we have to go up. But I want to. But I'm still. I'm still fat. Well, yeah. But I mean, you did this to yourself. If are you coming to us, we're going yeah. to tell you the truth. And if yeah. you take a coach and he's going to lie to you and tell you, hey, I can keep your hormones in check. I can keep your testosterone levels in check. And I can die you from 1,400 calories. Run, 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 because you're only going to damage everything that you actually want. So that is HPA access dysfunction. If you are eating at 1,300 calories, 1,400 calories, you're doing the cardio and you're not dropping weight. Okay, guess what? We, we got to stop the diet. The diet's not working. Right. We have adapted. There's something going on to keep pushing. And now again, understanding that if you are getting on stage, you are going to have to get low calorie. And I, I really want people to understand that. If you have a coach that puts you on 1200 calories, it's going to be in context. I will say I have been on low calorie. It is, I've been on low calorie. I've been on high cardio. That is just the name of the game when it came to prepping. Now, is that the name of the game for everybody in every context? No, but also understand there gets to a point and it has happened to me where I was in prep and I was low calorie. We got to the point where cardio was high. Nothing was changing. Okay. Well, so now we need to adjust. We now need to change some things. And I started having symptoms of hypothyroidism. I was freezing. We got some, like, obviously, you know, labs are going to be shit at that point anyway, but we had a decision to make, you know, was it worth me continuing the diet and continuing to push and potentially putting myself, myself so far down a rabbit hole, it could take me months to get out of. That's where a conversation with a good coach you have to have a conversation. I get we all want to get on stage and look fucking hella good and push ourselves. And we should, however, one, be in a position to diet and to prep before yeah. you prep and make sure you're working with a coach that literally is not going to put you on 1200 calories at 16 weeks out. Yeah. I think that, that if, you're, if you're a female, and let's talk about males. If you're a male at 1,400 calories, you better be fucking shredded. Yeah. You, you know, if you're not, then you got, number one, you got a wrong, bad coach or you're doing it yourself and you need to go the other way. I, I don't care who you are. If you're a male eating 1,400, I suffer. <laughs> and I always I'm, a, I'm the fat kid in the room here. I suffer at 1,900 calories. Yeah. 18, I'm like, I'm like, my strength sucks. I don't feel right, right? Suck it up. If you want to get to a certain point, I suck it up you know, three, four days of low carbs. And then I get my refeed. I feel much better. Right. But I'm still not to a place in a point where I'm shredded, but I'm in a good point 
conditioning wise to be eating 1800. If you're pinching inches of flab and you're eating 1400, you did it all wrong. Let, let's clean slate. Let's get you optimized. Let's get you into a homeostasis place and go back up and try this again the right way. Go ahead, Sonia. I want to add something to this because we throw these numbers around and here's yeah. what actually matters. Um, if you are 130 pounds and you're not losing weight on 1400 calories, that's okay. Don't be shocked. That's not surprising. You don't have metabolic damage. Yeah. You know, I think it's so easy to hear these. I shouldn't eat below this and I shouldn't eat below that. If you are 125 calories or 125, 130 pounds, and maybe you have like 25, 27% body fat, you will probably have to eat around 12 to 1300 yeah. calories to diet, maybe even 1150. So I think it, 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 there's these numbers that we're not supposed to go out as a coach and we're not taking into consideration or, or, or what people aren't hearing is what your actual body weight is, how much lean mass that you have. Because if you have a ton of lean mass, you should be able to eat more or else it's metabolic damage. If you don't have a lot of muscle and you're sitting around that 125, 130 and you're trying to lose five to seven pounds or whatever, you're five, one, five, two, like, don't think that there's something yeah. wrong with you because you can't diet on 1500 calories. No. Also, what are you actually tracking y'all? Because veggies, oils, yeah. Yeah. Cakes, chips, bites, alcohol, all of these things are really easy to just skip a little bit. And then all of a sudden you're like over three or 400 calories. Well, it's just 200 here and 300 there. Well, that two or 300 is the difference between losing a pound and losing 0.2 pounds. So there's a lot of like context is key with all these. Like we always yeah. say, like it depends. I just wanted to throw that out there because we're saying 1400 calories, yeah. 1800. And it really, I agree with what you're saying. So it is individual, but I probably bet that a 200 male pound male that is still 20% body fat at 1400 calories yeah. I much bet. Yeah. 200 pounds is a different ball game, right? But yeah. even as a, even as a 200 pound female, 1400 calories, you need to start over again. Yeah. And, and that's me generalizing. I know everybody's individual. Yeah. I get it. No, it's, totally it, it's a very, very good, a very good assessment to say, Hey, you're a 200 yeah. pound male. You're eating 1400 calories. You're still 20%. You can't go any lower to diet around nine to 10 times your lean body mass. Yeah. If yeah. you're you dieting around nine to 10 times your body mass, it's time to spend time in a, in a place where you are eating in a, in a, in a maintenance slash surplus. surplus. And I don't mean maintenance, like where you're maintaining. I mean, where you're able to get food slowly to a place where your body is starting to let go again. And, and, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. If you're a small female, like, I mean, think about it. if you are someone who's like 120 pounds, <laughs> you know, soaking wet and you have a good, you know, 25 pounds that you could lose. Okay. Well guys, lean body mass is not 125 pounds. You have to really think about that lean body mass. You know, if you were absolutely shredded to the bone. So depending on the size of the person, let me tell you, calories are in context. <laughs> Cardio is in context. Your yeah. metabolic resilience is in context. What you're, I'm glad that, you know, some girls can diet on 300 carbs. Awesome. <laughs> not me. Yeah. I'm not that girl. <laughs> no, even me. <laughs> I'm not a girl. <laughs> 
I'm like, my reviews are 400. I'm like blessed, right? But I, for me to really see a change, and, and we're all harder on, on ourselves. And I get that. I'm, I'm super hard on me. But for me to get to a where I'm happy, like with my physique, I'm looking at 100, 120 cards for like four days, refeed. And then I start seeing it come off. But I'm not happy, guys. I'm pretty miserable at that point. I mean, me personally. Can you yeah. imagine if you're like doing a prep at 50 carbs? And I, I literally have had the Sony. Listen to this. Yesterday, I had a gentleman tell me, I eat, and this is a 207 pounds male, male, 36. And he's telling me, I, and he says, I've done really, I've done really well, but I'm stuck. And I've been listening to your podcast and I've been wanting to kind of reach out to you. And, but I just, I don't know. I'm just a little bit confused. I said, well, well talk to me. And he says, I eat. 145 grams of protein. I said, what are your macros? 145 grams of protein, 50 carbs <clears throat> and 50 pro and 50 fats. And I'm thinking the first thing that comes to mind is like, well, okay. Do you want my honest answer of what I'm thinking? And he goes, yes. Like I can tell you right now, just by listening to what you're eating and by seeing your pictures and by you telling me how you feel and you're not even hungry at 50 carbs, there's a major deregulation of everything going on here at this point, right? Because you're not, you're not hungry. Your metabolism is probably really slowed down. You're probably, maybe everyone talks about starvation mode. I think there's just the regulation of metabolism. Um, you need to go back the other way. And, and you're not eating enough protein to make sure that your satiety is there, but you're still not hungry. I can only imagine, like, I would be starved at 50 carbs at 140 grams of protein. So you're not getting the right protein intake. You're not getting the right carb intake. And there's some major deregulation going on in your body. And then you have major fatigue, but you're not hungry and you're not sleeping well. So cortisol levels are probably elevated. And, and yet you say, but you're, you're telling me that you feel normal, right? What's happening is they, that, that feeling of like feeling like shit has become your normal in your mind, right? So you need to get off of that and you need to go back the other way, get into a comfortable place and fix it in your mind because his first thing is like, I can't do it. Well, you just defeated yourself because you say you can't, right? You can do anything you want. You just got to fix it in here in your mind, right? But I can tell you that the, the amount of calories that you're consuming right now, it ain't going to do it. Yeah. There's only so much. And the, the, this is the kicker. The next thing that comes in is like, well, what about if I go on clan? I'm like, you have other issues right now going on in your body. The last thing you want to do is throw one of the biggest, most potent stimulants in the world into your body right now, because you will go to shit. If you can't even, your protein intake is so low right now that you're not even eating the right amount of food, let alone throwing some, some drug into your body to try to, to try to get your body to lose more body fat. Believe me, it's very possible that you start adding food and you'll drop. Why? And he goes, yeah. well, how, how does that happen? Well, let me tell you, your stress level is going to calm down. And immediately you have an aldosterone, you have all these hormone yep. functions going on. I've seen it. I've done it to, I've done it to people where I've taken them from 1800 to 3,600, a 230 pound male. And he's actually lost six pounds by eating so much, almost twice as much food. How yeah. is that even possible? Well, there's a whole slew of things going on from a, from a chemical bond, from a reaction in your body that, that happens. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Right. Isn't that amazing? So, and, and that I think correlates a lot to the, your brain and the way that your brain's correlating to your gut and all these, all these hormones are starting to come into homeostasis and everything starts to function accordingly. And what, we are, what we're trying to say is tackle the issue first, make sure that you're understanding what the problem is. And at times it's overwhelming. This, this topic itself is probably overwhelming for many people to tackle on their own. 
right? When you have HPA access issues, get a coach. We can recommend two great coaches here that we have that can help you guys with. Um, we can put you in connection. You you probably get once this, this episode launches, you'll know who to reach out to. Uh, please reach out to them. Uh, any any closing any closing statements here before we sh- we close it for the day, ladies? I mean, no. I, it's always like Mary and I just always like the minute we met, we've been on like the same page. <laughs> so many different things and it's like we had our whole series like called it depends and it's like and we actually tried this is really really funny we tried to do this um this what was that platform um clubhouse yeah um like everyone like we started these dieting rooms where people could come and ask us questions about anything and unfortunately what happened is people were not liking our answer and so they would get up and like in the room like like you you hate that it would be like, well, that's actually not what I wanted to hear. And it's like, well, that's what you need to do. And it's like, reality. You're answer right. shopping, yeah. like motherfuckers. But I mean, it's always a pleasure having you on. Like Ron said, like if you guys, it, we may or may not be the right coach for you. Either one of us, you know, yeah. there's so many amazing coaches in our network yeah. that, you know, if you're looking for a male, if you're looking for whatever, it's like, reach out to one of us. If you're looking for somebody who has a specific thing with this, 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 like, reach out. We're always here to help you. If you interview guys- them, interview them. Literally, yeah. it's your life. It's your help. I told Meredith today, I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to send somebody that this particular, I think for her and yeah. interview them. Talk to Sonia. You know, a lot of people, I know that Sonia talks to some of our people, our, our, our clients, our team. I mean, you know, if you're followers, you want to call it. And, uh, you know, so you talk to, she's involved and she answers questions. So talk to her, schedule an appointment with Meredith, schedule an appointment with somebody else. Make somebody, make sure that you have that rapport built because not everyone's for everyone, right? Yeah. There's people that are, that work better. And I get this all the guy all the time, males that want to work with only males. There's females that feel better talking to females. One of the th- biggest comments we've actually received on Heartfest Fitness, and I forgot to tell you this, Sonia, the last week was I probably got a, had about three to four ladies talk to a sentence send message within maybe 15 days telling us i love the dynamic that you guys bring to the table because i know females can can relate a lot more when you have other females in the room talking about the way that they feel it's very difficult when a guy tells us how how we should be feeling and how do they know how we should be feeling because they're not female right yeah. so it's 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 awesome that we have just a network and we bring guys to talk about bro talking only a guy knows what a guy feels like when he has erectile dysfunction issues right yeah. and, and and i'm i'm a, i'm pretty certain meredith can talk about this sonia can talk about this but i i pretty much can assure you you don't know what it feels like right unless you're a male that's going through those issues and that's when we can bring other coaches that actually understand what the, what that, not only what that feels like, but they understand what it feels to be a male going through those issues in here, in your mind. So we have our network. Our network keeps growing, guys. Um, Rejuvenate HRTs are our clinic of choice and will always be our clinical choice. It doesn't mean that you, can, you, you are a candidate for HRT. It could be that functional medicine fixes your issues. Learn to peel that onion. Work with some of the best coaches in the country. I believe these two ladies are, are some of the cream of the crop. You may not like to hear the answer, but hey, sometimes you don't like to hear reality. And that's just what it bottom line, what it bottom lies to. Um, reality is what it is. And if, if you have abused your body for years and years and years, the recovery process could take years as well. Yeah. And that's just reality. With that being said, 
Meredith, always thank you so much. This is my second time talking to you today, and I feel like I can always talk to you forever. Uh, as always, we're definitely going to have you back for our other episodes and, and more information. Sonia, always, you're, rock, you're a rock star. You kick ass. I'm glad to be on. Thank you to our entire, I want to say, staff team, uh, affiliates, family members. We love you guys. Thank you for supporting our cause. Thank you for supporting our efforts. And I think this is a wrap. Awesome. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.